Ravens. Test, test, okay. <clears throat> Coming up this week on the Course of Life podcast, I'm remote in Illinois, but the show goes on and tons of golf headlines, including our Solheim Cup preview with lots of past guests joining the festivities. And we get into some Ryder Cup bonding on both sides of the coin. We're tuned into Taylor Swift rumors and a video game update. Plus, this week's guest is our first magician on the show. That's right. Lucas Bodoin wowed the LPGA pros a few months ago, and now he spills some secrets of magic to us. Plus, a very entertaining conversation coming your way. Plus, we get into my Illinois food adventures and everything going on in Mike's food world as well when we always end with food. All of it brought to you by our friends at Desert Fox Golf. We love Desert Fox Golf. They're great for any size event. If you're doing any sort of golf event where you want to have swag or gifts or cool giveaways, this is absolutely the product and product line for you. And if you're playing in an event, that you think should have Desert Fox Golf products like phone caddies with the logo of the company or maybe a cigar holder to give out in the 19th hole, then hit us up on Instagram. That's right. Just hit us up on Instagram at COL Podcast. Tell us about the event and connect us to the event. And if they book Desert Fox products, you get a cash referral. That's right. You get a cash referral just by being a podcast listener and telling us about a cool golf event that's coming up on your calendar. Again, hit us up on Instagram at COL Podcast and tell us you have an event and we'll get right back to you to support our friends at Desert Fox Golf who make great golf products for all events of any size. Find them at DesertFoxGolf.com. Webs and welcome to Course of Life. We are proud to be presented by our friends at Desert Fox Golf and the Live Take app. I'm Michael, he's Alex. And Alex, it was the Fortinet Championship at Silverado in Napa Valley. And Sahith Thigala yes. takes the victory. Finally. Um, finally, I guess we can say with him. Uh, is this setting him up for a banner 2024? Yeah, you know, Bookie of the Year campaign backed it up nicely. He's had so many close calls. We followed him through the full swing documentary and the emotional moment of him near missing at the waste management. And he's grown incrementally. It's kind of weird to say that this is his first win because he's just thrown himself in contention so much. He's become a regularized name. And uh, he's a cool guy. He's got a really cool, lighthearted personality. So it's hard not to root for him. It, why is this not the harbinger of more wins? I think this is the first of many. I don't know that he. He's a lifetime generational guy, but he is definitely a guy that could win double-digit events on tour and be around for a long time. And, and, and again, he's fun to watch. He's got an adventurous personality, and it shows with the way he plays the game. So it, another fun champion and, and just showing the diversity of the winners uh, that we're seeing in golf these days is always good to see. And, it, and it's just, you know, I, I hate guys like Patrick Cantley who are out there and just like stone face the entire round, no emotion. So someone like the Gala, who we've seen show his emotion on his sleeve and just is a fan's player, I guess maybe a good way to describe him. It's just great. Yeah, because, you know, he he's us. He yeah. he jumps up and down and goes crazy when he misses a birdie putt. Like he does the extra large fist pump when he has a great save that really means a lot to him. So seeing that energy out on the golf course, that, that's just contagious for golfers. We love to see pros who, who are just like us, but not like us in the way they get around the course. 
Other good storylines out of this week of the Fortinet. Justin Thomas got a fifth place finish. Mm. He did have a 72 to finish their week. Not ideal, maybe, on a Sunday, but good rounds uh, throughout the rest there. Do we feel better about him now going into the Ryder Cup in two weeks? That this was the vibe check, you yeah. know. We were just trying to figure out, like, all right, we picked Zach Johnson. I picked Justin Thomas. He loves the Ryder Cup, but he doesn't have form. Show me a little form, please. This is your last chance. And lo and behold, he did. So that was pretty comforting to see for the American side. A little bit of bonding there with Max Homa throughout the week. Maybe that's a little tease. I don't know. Mm. You know, we always tend to put Spieth and Justin Thomas together in these formats, but. Maybe we see Max Homa and Justin Thomas on a team uh, come a week and a half from now uh, over in Italy at Marco Simone. So that's something to watch for maybe on the Team USA side that I got from Napa this week. We will see indeed. We'll talk about that other team event coming up this week and in a little bit as well, too. They were out at the BMW Championship in Europe for uh, the DP World Tours big event as well. And the entire of Team Europe was there, all of them. That's that's teamwork right there. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Almost a little bit of a kind of a, an indirect ricochet shot at Team US being like, oh, you guys are going to take separate trips over there and go over to Italy in groups of three. And some of you are going to play Napa and some of you aren't. Guess what? We're all playing the same event as a team. We're going to figure this out in the pro-ams. We're going to pair everyone with each other. And really the introduction that we're all getting is this guy named Ludwig Aberg, who was one of the last captain's picks, Mikes. He's never played in a major championship. That's how new he is on the world golf scene. But he cemented uh, his spot with a win a few weeks back to get one of those captain pick. Mike, I'm not going to lie. This, the buzz I've seen from Ludwig Aberg is he's an amazing ball striker. And, and apparently the ladies love him on Twitter because he's got good looks too. So mm. I'm already intimidated by him. So he, he might be kind of the the secret weapon that Team Europe is, is waiting to have in the holster for next week. We'll see. I don't know. But we'll see. We'll talk all about the Ryder Cup next week for sure. It's a wild card. It's a wild card. But watch out for that name. Uh, we want to bring up like we do every every week now around this time, just what we got up on our YouTube channel because we are starting to put out a bunch of videos there for everyone to see. Uh, we got that video about your round of golf during your birthday, your failed attempt at 36 for 36. Yeah, did fail. Had a couple nice highlights, though. Definitely worth checking out. Played a classic like dirt track. If you want to see like what Texas looks like barren in the middle of the summer when it's a gazillion degrees and the earth is on fire, then check out that YouTube video. That, that's the best promo I can give you. Uh, <laughs> quite the adverse conditions out there, but a fun birthday golf day nonetheless. And we got a new video going up every Friday. This Friday, it's going to be a video of your time uh, when you were at the PBR team event there in Austin. Remember when I went into the shark cage yeah. inside on the dirt there? Scary. The, the, you're gonna get everyone's gonna get the full video of those angles, and you're gonna see what that bull ride looks like when you're at dirt level in in the shark cage. That was a really unique experience. So yeah, check out our YouTube. Subscribe if you already haven't. Be sure to like, hit the bell, all that good stuff, uh, because we're putting out uh, videos weekly, just like we do this podcast. Let's look ahead to this weekend, and it is the Solheim Cup. That is the women's version of. The Ryder Cup. Team Indeed. Europe has won the last two uh, Solheim Cups. Will they, they win a third in a row? And, and this is a road game for Team USA. Yep. And we've been we've been talking about this since the beginning of the year. You remember we had Captain Stacy Lewis on, and she'd been slaving over this entire two year process, trying to get the vengeance from 2021. 
what happened on home turf. Uh, this is a, a big revenge moment for Team USA and her team. Big time course of life representation, too, on both sides, Mike. We got Captain Stacey Lewis and two of USA's captains picks, Cheyenne Knight and Allie Ewing. You can both check the archives for our interviews with them on the course of life. And, Mike, on Team USA, I'm a, I'm a little partial, though, to Team Europe. Gemma Dryberg, who's been on our show twice, who I met earlier this year at the Chevron, uh, got a captain's pick for Team Europe. Actually, not even a captain's pick. She made it on her own. So uh, a little bit divided. It's going to be fun to watch the competition. This is a very cool-looking course in the south of Spain. So if nothing else, it's going to be a very cool uh, venue to watch this week as it, well. It is indeed. This is a uh, also a very young U.S. team. Five rookies on a team, including world number one, Lilia Vu. Mm. So, Two majors for her. Yeah. And uh, Ro- Rose Zhang as well, too. That's gonna, This is going to be a big moment for Rose Zhang as well, too. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of young guns out there uh, for Team USA. Team Europe, they're just bringing back the winning squad. You know, they got only three rookies on the team, and they've got, of course, uh, Leona McGuire, who was that top scorer, 4-0-1 yep, last year's Solheim Cup. Um, so it's just, you know, this is... If it ain't uh, broke, don't fix exactly, it, Exactly, right? exactly. So uh, I, I think I think I'm sure the, the odds right now are going in Team Europe's favor here. And it seems... Europe's a slight favorite, yep. You know, I'm going to do what I'm what we did last year for the Ryder Cup. I'm going in on Team Europe. Oh, the mush. Yeah. You're, you're trying for the mush. Is yeah. that what you're doing? I'm saying the, the reverse, team, team the reverse yeah. mush. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see what happens, but I mean, I love uh, it. So we're yeah. rooting for Gemma Driver to sweep the board and go five and zero. Is yep. that what you're saying? Yep. Basically, pretty much, pretty much. Okay, all right. Shout out to all the course of life representatives there again. Solheim Cup this week. Check out the action in Spain. Early morning golf, coffee in the Solheim Cup. Nothing like coffee with a little international competition for the golf fans out there. And and again, back to back weeks with Solheim and Ryder Cup. Uh, a great time for golf fans here in the fall. Let's switch over to Tuned In, where we share what we're tuning into outside of the world of sports. I know I've brought this up probably at least at least two other times during Tuned In, and that's that I'm still playing Zelda, like well, four or five Zelda's months. Zelda is a timeless game. Well, the, yes, this, this being the new Zelda, so Tears of the Kingdom. I've been playing it yep. for I, I don't know when did it come out? May, somewhere in September now. I, I'm near the end, but at the same time, I'm not near the end game is massive i mean i still have vivid memories of playing zelda on my game boy at third grade field trips to boston you know there's there's nothing better than sneaking your game boy on the back of the bus and those field trips and getting away with a few extra levels so i mean zelda from the ocarina of time n64 that game that game transcends my entire life right now Mm -hmm. so you just bring me down memory lane whenever you mention zelda and it's good to hear that you're still you're still at it you're 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 still at it grinding for all the for all the millennials out there and and this game too has a lot of different armor sets that you can get and there are some in there that are different armor sets let Link war in every other game. So Very you cool. can dress as him in these previous games. Pretty cool. Love playing dress up. Who doesn't love playing dress up, right? Exactly. Kind of reminds me of Tiger Woods PGA Tour when you customize oh, the outfit, you know, yes. pants, shirt, hat, glove, and everything. That's yep. that's always a great afternoon right there. Yeah. That and literally will take all afternoon to make your character in your outfit. <laughs> yes, it will. Before you even tee off, you spend all afternoon just customizing your outfit. It's time for it. dinner. Oh, well, maybe tomorrow I'll play. <laughs> Love it. Uh, My tuned in is an unfortunate rumor, Mike. We have to get into the TMZ portion of the program here, which we do every once in a while. I mean, as you know, I'm I'm a pretty, pretty proud Swifty. I'm going to say on a one to 10 Swifty scale, I'm about a 5.5 or a six compared to the real diehards out there. 
Uh, but there's an unfortunate rumor going around that Taylor Swift is canoodling, hanging out with, and spending time with Kansas City Chiefs star tight end Travis Kelsey. And Mike, I'm sorry. I do not stand this. I don't support this couple at all. It just, this doesn't feel right to me. I think Taylor can do a lot better. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm not a fan overall of these two. You know, I, I think that, uh, A, you should let uh, people choose who they want to love and spend their time with. Don't judge them. And B, this is going to make a great album when they, when they break up. So... Okay, fair enough. All right, I guess I will put up with a six month or less relationship if it means we get a banger of an album on the back yeah, end. So, yeah. so I'll level with you there. So, if it is something, let's it make let's make it a beautiful disaster. How about that? There we How's go. Does that sound? There we go. There you go. All right, let's uh, get into this week's guest, Alex. Yes. Um, what do you think of magic? I love magic. Magic has always befuddled me. I am very easy to be fooled, tricked, and played with in moments of sleight of hand. Um, so I've always been a magic guy, sneaky. I would like to attend more magic shows, though, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And so how many magic secrets did you get out of this week's guest, though? Enough. Enough for this to be an entertaining conversation that you're not going to want to fast forward through. Let's okay. just put it that way. Um, definitely peeling back the layers on how it all works Without getting too deep into the weeds, it's a fun conversation with Lucas Bodoin. He went viral for uh, wowing the LPGA players. And, and Mike, he, he works at Liberty National Golf Club. You know it is the beautiful golf course, the Statue of Liberty in the background. And he has a fascinating job title. This is a really good conversation coming your way. Hmm. We'll get into it in just a second. But first, let's talk to you about the Live Take app. This is where sports debates are solved once and for all. And Alex, it looks like our debate from last week about who was the bigger disappointment in week one, the Jets or the Giants, is going my way. Thank goodness, because I've lost the last like four billion live takes we've done together. And that really just shows... (laughs) I've had a bit of a run. You you cool me down now. It shows how engaging Live Take is. You get to... Post your your hot takes or debate someone in a live take on the app about something going on in the world of sports or not even, and let the people decide who's right. It's super easy to do. You just download the app from your app store, log in and create your account. Follow us on there. I'm COL Podcast Michael. He's COL Podcast Alex. Check out our live takes that we do every week. You can even challenge us to one if you want. We'll have new ones every week, like we said. Super easy to do, and it's a great way to go ahead and uh, just see what other people are thinking out there in the sports world and let them know whether you agree with them or not. And let me tell you, you're probably going to disagree because that's the great thing about sports. So Live Take, go ahead and download it today and let your take be heard. Next up on the tee, we have the Director of Magic. That's right, the Director of Magic at Liberty National Golf Club, a spectacular venue outside New York City. He's a golfer, also a magician that blew the minds of some LPGA friends of ours, and he's joining us now on the show, Lucas Bodoin, joining us on The Course of Life. Lucas, how are you doing this evening? Good. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for having me. Lucas, it's really it's really cool to have you because as soon as I saw the videos of you and what you were doing for the golfers, but also just what you do with your magic in general, I wanted to have you on. We never had a magician on the show before, uh, so I'll just start off first since I know you do both. Uh, which came first, magic or golf, for you? 
Uh, Magic came first. I started, uh, I picked up Magic in third grade, got a Magic kit for my birthday and just loved it. So I've been doing Magic for 18 years and golf didn't come in until high school. So much later for the golf. Okay. Got it. Yeah. The one thing I I thought was interesting is you grew up in Michigan near what is a place called the magic capital of the world. You're going to have to explain (laughs) what the magic capital of the world is to us. That's right. Um, It's a little town by the name of Colon, Colon, Michigan. What a name. And Yeah, exactly. Um, And they became very famous because of this magic shop by the name of Abbott's. And Abbott's used to be this huge manufacturer of stage illusions. So if you were big in stage magic, back in the day. You got all your stuff from Abbott's. And there's a couple other shops in the town of Colon, and they host these huge magic festivals every year in uh, in August. Um, so the magic capital of the world. It's about an hour from where I, I grew up. So I would go there all the time and, and purchase new magic and attend some of the conventions. And what a lucky thing to have um, as a kid who got into magic. Definitely cool to have kind of that industry meeting place for you to definitely bud your passion um, growing up as a kid there. So so there, let's explain the differences between kind of what you referred to there briefly in terms of stage show magic versus close-up magic. Because I know you kind of lean more into the close-up magic, but tell a little, a little bit about the difference and what those mean to you. Yeah, it's uh, stage is generally a large, large scale tricks that you have to play for anywhere from 100 people to, you know, a few thousand. Um, And it's more um, it's more in the showmanship a lot of the time. Um, And the close up magic is, you know, right in front of you. It's um, oftentimes more sleight of hand based Uh, can be trickier to learn. Um, there's some, some techniques that are, uh, more difficult in the close-up magic, but it is right in front of your eyes. And that's kind of the reason why I'm more drawn to the close-up because when you're standing right in front of it, it's a, it's a different feeling than when you're sitting a few hundred feet away. Definitely. It is because I think there's just even more illusion when it's close up because it's right within your vantage point, everything that's going on. Um, So the the, the trick is getting played on your mind in addition to in front of you in the show. Uh, So what what was the very first kind of card trick, sleight of hand, you know, close up magic that you learned as a kid and that kind of that wow moment or that first pop that made you want to do this forever? (laughs) Uh, Just a very simple trick. Uh, Someone picks a card, put it back in the deck, and then I go through and find it. Nothing flat at all. Very, very basic, but it was interesting. And then shortly after that, I got uh, that magic kit and learned some better tricks and just never, never stopped. You know, I never thought it would lead to a a director of magic title, but, uh, but here we are. Very cool. And so golf, let's talk about your golf background. Uh, When did you begin playing the game specifically? Uh, In high school, didn't play any other sports growing up. Um, Wanted to try golf. My grandpa plays golf, so I had some inkling to give it a shot and became pretty addicted to that. Um, So about two years into high school golf, I started to be able to put some scores together and there was no... uh, colleges for magic in the u.s so i decided to go down the uh the pgm route and ended up going to ferris state for their pgm program very cool i've had some other friends and people on the show that have gone through that pgm program uh but tell me what that taught you and how that got you kind of out into the golf industry specifically yeah it's really fun it's four and a half years it's uh you get a bachelor's in business along with your pga membership once you complete the program but um you go through your normal business school stuff and the PGA uh, has 
kind of these three different requirements. You got to pass 14 different PGA uh, certified tests. You got to pass a player's ability test, which is a 36 hole qualifying score. Basically, you got to shoot a certain score or less. And then you got to complete 16 months of internship. Um, So we do three internships over the course of the four and a half years. Okay, so that's pretty rigorous in and of itself right there. So you've got you clearly got the golf background. You've got the magic background. So now let's bring in Liberty National and how you're now mm-hmm. the director of magic. Uh, let's let's lay all the cards on the table here in, in a <laughs> metaphorical sense. Are you there for your magic or are you there for your golf? Or are you there for a little bit of both? I am just there for magic these days. So I started there as an assistant pro and okay. was one of the assistants for three years. And then as of this year, my title is director of magic and I only do entertainment. So I'm there for all of the events, all of our outings, you know, any private events that members host, they can have the option to, to bring me in and, and entertain. Um, the LPGA, obviously I was there all week for that. Any PGA tour stuff, I'm there for that. So, um, we just had our big, um, two day member guests this last weekend. So I was there all day for uh, both days of that. Very cool. So you're regularly showing off the tricks across the calendar for for anyone who plays events at Liberty National, most likely. And and specifically, that LPGA event is what caught my attention. Uh, The one, I believe, won by Rose Zhang, correct? Yeah, it was won by Rose. Yep. It was a historical week for for women's golf, indeed. And you got to be on site performing for the players during the entire week of the tournament. Uh, Tell me what that experience was like for you. Maybe a little bit of a different crowd seeing all the professional golfers there for your magic. Yeah, it was amazing. You know, I, I, I'm a huge golf fan. Um, so it was pretty incredible to be able to show all these ladies who I've watched on TV for many years. Um, it, it was a blast, you know, I'm, I'm just as much of a fan as them as they were of the magic. So it was a super fun week. It was, uh, um, yeah, very, very rewarding week. Yeah, it was. It looked like you had a lot of fun. Our friend of the show, Emma Talley, uh, had a lot of fun with some of your tricks, and a lot of the players were posting videos of it, and it got our attention for sure. Um, what were the kind of most unique or craziest reactions that you have to your tricks recently? I know everyone's obviously kind of stunned and surprised, but has anyone done anything over the top recently? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, going back to the, um, to Emma, she was my biggest fan that week, um, uh, and was kind of cheerleading me around for, for the rest of the players. She <laughs> yeah, was, she that, yeah. she's awesome. Yeah. She was, um, one of the first people I showed magic to that week on, I think on Monday up at the range. And I know Johnny wonder the one of the Callaway guys. And so he brought me over to Emma and he had seen me do stuff before at the last tour event that we had. And Emma just went nuts over it and started going around like in player dining, not, not while I was there, but just going around like, Hey, there's a magician here. You guys have to see him. So that next day I'm coming up to the range and there's just players and caddies like waving me over like, Hey, Emma told me about you. Like you got to show us some stuff. So she really <laughs> got the word out pretty quick, which was, which was awesome. Yeah. She's, she's great PR for all things on the range at the LPGA as well. Yeah. too. <laughs> glad you got to connect with her. And yeah, again, uh, it's Lucas magic man on Instagram for anyone who wants to follow him and start checking out these videos as you're listening right now. Um, all right. Now that we've got the form formalities, um, obviously you're not going to give me the secrets of magic, but, uh, tell me a little bit about kind of, you know, y- what you do best with your magic. And you mentioned sleight of hand earlier and to kind of explain what that term means to what you do. Yeah. So sleight of hand is just the physical component that goes into creating a piece of close-up magic. Um, There's kind of three key ingredients to what makes magic work. There's sleight of hand, there is misdirection, um, and then Mm -hmm. there's the 
psychological component and which could have to do with what I say, how I gesture, you know, what the audience does. Um, so those are kind of the three key ingredients and in what goes into it. And I definitely specialize in sleight of hand, but, um, in terms of my style, I kind of like to let people behind the curtain a little bit, but not enough to where they're going to understand the whole trick. Like I like to explain, like, here's an interesting technique that a magician can use to find a card. It's called a dead cut, which is where you can feel exactly how many cards are in your hand just by the width of it. And then go from there and do something crazy. Interesting. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that perspective. Um, so sleight of hand, you tend to lean on that more so than the misdirection and the, the psychological part. You, you kind of, you kind of lean in on that and that's where you, you kind of possess the upper hand on us as you're presenting the trick. I wouldn't even say I lean in more on that. It's, it's certainly used in almost every trick that I do, but it's, if I was to break down all the tricks that that I do. It's probably like 20% sleight of hand and then the 40% misdirection, 40% psychology, like it oh, all, okay. all three go into it pretty heavily. Um, but the thing about close up magic is sleight of hand is the one component that you could potentially see if you're at a bad angle. If I screw up like that, that's the one aspect that's, that's physical. So you could catch it. So my thinking is if I do tricks with a small amount of sleight of hand, or there's some tricks that I do with no sleight of hand, it's impossible to see. Um, so I, I also try to do stuff like that. Very cool. Now catch him if you can. I love it. Lucas magic man on Instagram. Uh, Lucas is the director of magic at Liberty national golf club. Just a stunning club, uh, stunning course, stunning view. Uh, I'm glad they hosted that LPGA event. Let's get into some quick shot questions as well. Um, I'm curious in general, you, you work with cards a lot, what are your card game skills? Are, are you are you a card <laughs> counter? Are you a savant at the table? Uh, can you win us some money if you walk into a casino? How are you on that front? Um, I can count. That certainly doesn't guarantee a win. I've had many uh, people <laughs> say they want to front me ten grand or something right, and take course, me to yeah. Atlantic City, and it's like, yeah, I could still I could still lose all that. You know, counting cards only brings your odds up to about fifty fifty. Um, but it's um it's a bit of a shame no one really wants to play cards with me and and I don't blame anyone for that um and whenever I do play cards it's either I lose which isn't very fun or I win and people think I cheated so it's mm. it's really uh cards are kind of card games are kind of out of the equation for me these I days I think it is yeah when you when you stick to the magic lane I think the card yeah. games are just out for for the yes. general public <laughs> I, I have been uh, I've been accused of cheating before when I when I wasn't and there's no worse feeling because I couldn't really disprove them I could if I wanted but it's uh, <laughs> it was an awkward situation for sure that's funny how's the how's the golf game doing tell me a little bit about for for people who don't know Liberty National and golf in the NYC area how's everything with your golf game as well though um, I haven't been playing a ton this year, but it's, um, uh, it's okay. I I'm probably like a two or a three right now. I don't keep an index. Um, nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, Liberty's hard. It's uh it's, that's a tough, um, tough golf course to get your game in shape. You gotta, gotta, it's pretty tight on a lot of tee shots. So you gotta keep it in play, which I'm not always good at. Explain the ferry aspect of Liberty national and how people can, can get over there to the course specifically. Yeah, we've got this boat that runs from uh, North Cove Marina in uh, 
downtown Manhattan there just to the club. And it's about a 20 minute ferry ride, um, which beats the tunnel even on uh, even with no traffic. So super nice amenity to have. Sometimes I'll hop on there and do some magic as well, but it goes right past the statue. Really, really nice uh, feature to have for sure. Definitely. Yeah. We got to get more content of you on the boat doing magic. Yeah. I've got some videos, so I'll I'll make sure to upload those in the next few weeks. Yeah. Again, Lucas Magic Man, one more time for those who are still listening on Instagram here. Um, Let's wrap up with a couple more quickly. I saw you met Penn and Teller. Uh, Did you get much talk out of Teller? Uh, yes, he will talk to you outside of performance. In private, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. They're, those two uh, have been a bigger influence on my thinking and magic um, than anyone else. So that was, a, that was a cool experience. I actually played golf with Penn's wife about a month ago at Liberty. Interesting. Yeah, she's a huge golfer and came out, knows one of the members, I guess, and heard that we have a director of magic. So, of course, she's like, well, I got to meet this guy. So. And I was out of town that weekend. She was there, but she came back a few weeks later and we uh, played a round of golf. So that was pretty fun too. talked her ear off about Penn the whole, t- whole time, but <laughs> she was That's a good little uh, contact for you to have yeah. right there for some yeah. future, future shows, right? Yeah. She was a wonderful lady. It was, it was a lot of fun. Nice. And we, uh, we love to end with our 19th hole question, Lucas. So when you get into the clubhouse at Liberty national after a great day on the course, let's say you birdie 18 and you're into the clubhouse, what's your go-to order, your favorite meal and drink to mm. get for your 19th hole? Uh, that's a good question. I'm actually uh, vegan, so it's a little different than what most people okay. might pick. Um, I've had some buffalo cauliflower there that is tremendous. So I don't know if it's actually on the menu, but I have had it multiple times. So they they are, it's in there somewhere and it's really good. So would highly recommend. Definitely. What would the drink be? I love the buffalo cauliflower. Mm, uh, just a water. I'm not not much of a drinker. So Buffalo maybe one of the healthier 19th hole answers we've gotten, but I appreciate it <laughs> nonetheless. Probably, that Buffalo yeah. cauliflower does sound great. Uh, <laughs> Lucas, thank you so much for hopping on Course of Life again. Lucas Magic Man, check out his content. Looking forward to seeing uh, more uh, magic content by land, by ferry, where, however you can do it. Uh, appreciate what you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you, Alex. And we're back. Great chat there with Lucas, the director of magic at Liberty National. What I have a title. to ask, um, it, we need to reach out to him and find out if he has peers at other golf courses. Like, is there a director of magic at Augusta National? Like, is that a job you're interested in? You'd learn uh, magic for that job? Maybe? I'm not uh, qualified for it, but I'm sure I could put the work <laughs> in and, and get there. <laughs> So, and, and you, neither one of us has been to a fit legit magic show. It's mm-hmm. on my list for Vegas, but you have experience with a close up magician like this in yeah, the past, right? Yeah. I, I actually just interacted with one over the summer when I was at uh, Destination Imagination Global Finals. They had one walking around during a volunteer event. And, you know, he came up to us and I was like, oh, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And started doing stuff. And I could see some of the palming going on and stuff. But then at the end, he was doing stuff. And I was just like, I don't know how he did it. There, at the end, I was like, okay, you're talented. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That, when you get the concession from Mike, that's when you yeah. know you've done something really impression too. You know, I'm, I'm ready to not be impressed, but you impressed me. So well done. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Cool conversation there with Lucas. If you like that or any of other of our content or interviews you've heard, be sure to follow along where you're listening right now. Again, it takes two seconds to subscribe so you can keep updated on everything we do. We appreciate the following. Be sure to let your voice be heard and tell us what you do and don't like. Uh, and thanks for tuning in as well.
Let's talk football because yes. uh, Colorado football. I'm good every week. I'm going to talk about it now. Coach Prime and the and the and the Buffalo. They're going all the way, man. All the way. Oh yeah, and then <laughs> this was the one that they like should have coughed up. Yeah. There was there was a whole week of build build up uh, in Boulder on campus. Mike, they had the Rock on College Game Day for Christ's yeah. sake. That's how that's how popular Coach Prime is these days. Okay, so they were down eleven points. Really could have choked it up to Colorado State, and lo and behold, they pulled a rabbit out of a hat and they win in double OT. The dream is alive. They're three and zero now. Mike, we go on the road to Oregon. They're a twenty point underdog. Where have we heard that before? The first game of the year, they were a twenty point underdog yeah. TCU. So the doubt just continues. P- people do not you know, believe yet. Apparently, the storyline here is let no one believes that Coach Prime and these Buffalo are going to win football games, and they're just going to ride that underdog story. That team that can't win all year until they're undefeated in the national championship game, and I then they're going to lose to light, and then they're going to lose to Georgia. So, well, yes, maybe they may get spanked by Georgia, but we can we can ride this Ted Lasso narrative until the yeah. wheels fall off because it's it's mimicking uh, TV right now. Uh, so very cool to see. Obviously, the highlight. What wasn't the highlight were my picks. My picks were absolutely yeah. atrocious, three and seven overall. Not good. Dip below five hundred, uh, but we'll be back at them next week. Let's talk the NFL because uh, my Giants allowed 60 points in the first three halves of the NFL season. Wow. But we're one and one on the season. <laughs> That's amazing. And almost almost got trampled by the Cardinals, yeah. which I didn't think I'd ever say. We were 60 to nothing through three halves. I'd like pop, pop my head into the score of the game in the third quarter. And I was like, well, here goes another loss. Turn it off. Check Check the score again. Uh, in later in the evening, I was like, holy crap, Giants won a football game. Okay. <laughs> Dude, the way things are going for you and I, you got to take them however you can get them this yeah, season. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's pretty, ugly, bland, vanilla. If it's a W, just take it and run with it. Because it, I'm, I'm, I'm already seeing things that are having me a little bit concerned for the rest of the football season. Well, well you know, we said we did a, we did a live take, right, with who was going to win more games, the Patriots or the Giants. Uh, and I said the Giants. Right now, I'm 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 beating you because your Pats don't have any wins. That's what that's what this is now, Mike. We can't. We're, I don't even know if we can talk about the playoffs. This is just the race to win more <laughs> games between the Pats and the Giants. What is this, the race to eight? Basically, I think that, that's about yeah, our peak for the season. Yeah. Uh, Patriots with another crappy loss, zero and two. Just fall behind, come back, tease you as if they're going to do something, and then fall flat on their face short in the end when it matters. I mean, it's just the same old, same old, and. I've said it over and over again, but you're everyone out there is probably loving this. I'm just back in the pile. I was bragging so much at the beginning of this podcast existence, and I am just like every other NFL fan. Back in the pile with everybody else. It's just, you know, welcome to reality. <laughs> yep. This is reality. I feel it. It's very real, too. It really is. Indeed. Uh, let's hashtag always in with food. Yep, food segment and every Course of Life podcast episode at Always End with Food on Instagram to check that out. Uh, I'm going to lead the way. I'm remote in Illinois, like I said, visiting the family. Uh, so that means Italian beef, of course, at Portillo's. We've already taken care of that. But the big thing, Mike, that the people here want you to know is that there is a difference between Illinois pizza, where I am, an hour and a half outside the city, and Chicago deep dish pizza. Okay. Yep. So I've been eating a lot of Illinois pizza, thinner crust. Uh, more pronounced baked over cheese layer, uh, toppings much more traditionally on top, 
sometimes you get a square pizza out here too as well. So what mm. do you think about a big square thin crust pizza to mix it up every once in a while? I, I'm not opposed. And look, I am uh, welcoming any kind of dough with sauce and cheese and toppings on it into my mouth. So you're fully dough inclusive is what you're saying? I am. I am. That said, a Chicago deep dish pizza, in the words of my hero, John Stewart, is a casserole, not a pizza. <laughs> but I will still enjoy it. <laughs> Shout out, John Stewart. Yep, that's my that's my trip. So we're enjoying the Illinois luxuries right now. And uh, beautiful weather, 70 degrees and partly cloudy. Can't, can't, can't get enough of that. Love it. Uh, this this week, actually, t- today, Monday, we're recording this on a Monday evening. So earlier yep. today, I made this uh, uh, this Mediterranean chicken dish with Raz El Hanout and farro. So we all know what farro is. It's an ancient grain. It's great. Yep. Heard of that. And heard of the grain. Raz El Hanout, though. What's El going on there? Hanout. Yeah. Never heard of this uh, and had to look up what it was, had to make my own. It's a spice blend, maybe in the vein of a garam masala sort of idea, but a different collection of spices this one has. Are you ready? I'm going to list them all. Are you ready for this? Okay. Fire away. Yep. Ginger, cardamom, mace, cinnamon, allspice, coriander, nutmeg, turmeric, pepper, cayenne pepper, anise seed, and clove. That's got kick. That's just got kick. Yeah, That's the word I lot, think of when I hear that list. A lot of warm spices going on here. Uh, and it was, you know, mix that with uh, with some with some some pomegranate molasses, some honey, some garlic powder, paprika, and put it over uh, chicken with farro. And there's some dates in there and shallot and garlic and cilantro and some some turmeric uh, and just roast it all together. And it was fantastic. It was spectacular. I'm going to make this a again. A very cultured dinner right there. Yeah. Nice work and, by you. And, I like and, that. And you, you serve out. it. I'm going to send you the picture of this plate of food. It was then uh, topped with parsley and pomegranate seeds. Mmm. Sucker for good pomegranate seeds. Love that. Underrated fruit as well, too. Good stuff. That was Always End With Food. Another great wrap on this week's Course of Life. Thank you for tuning in. If you've made it this far, be sure to hit that subscribe button, follow along, like what we're doing, uh, and we appreciate the support. We'll see you next week.